It's every other hour. Growing up in a neighborhood with a lot of violence is a reality for some Chicago teenagers. WBEZ Susie Ahn met one young man for whom it's meant a somewhat unusual career choice. 18-year-old Daquan Mosley is dressed in a black suit and yellow tie. He glances in on an empty chapel where an elderly woman lays in a casket. This isn't his grandmother's funeral. This is his summer job at Leak and Sons Funeral Homes in Chicago's East Chatham neighborhood. Walking families back to view their loved ones for the first time, you know, whether it's helping out in the morgue or bringing a body in, you know, typical funeral home things. Daquan's had an interest in typical funeral home things, including the ritual of funerals, since he was about nine. Growing up, I've never really played video games or sports or anything. I was like a business guy. I knew that I wanted to be a funeral director. He started as an intern at Leakin Sons when he was a high school senior. He's working full-time this summer, and in the fall, he's headed to Southern Illinois University where he plans to major in mortuary science. He knows it's an odd interest. After all, he's an 18-year-old with 14 suits in his closet. But he insists he's not a weird guy. I didn't get in this business just because I like, you know, dead people or to dress them or anything like that. I'm a very very good people's person. I love talking to people. I love helping people in what better way and what tough of a time to help a family when they're going through a tragic time like this in their life. Daquan grew up in the Inglewood neighborhood where last year there were 50 murders. He's seen and heard shootings near his home, and he's had classmates killed by gun violence. He says that's why he doesn't like to spend time outside and why he tries to drive everywhere he goes. I wish I could drive from my porch to my car every morning, but I can't, you know. Because I, at night, I don't take the garbage out at night because I have fears of taking the trash out. You know, it's in the alley, you know. I've, I've witnessed bodies in my alley, you know, just taking the trash out, you know. So it's just like, when will it ever stop? Will it ever stop? Daquan himself was shot at last year. His mother, Tony Blakely, gets emotional when talking about that night. Her grandmother had just passed away and the family was gathered at the grandmother's house. Daquan left early to drive his younger sister home to get ready for school the next morning. Blakely says, just a few minutes later. I just heard gunshots ringing. And I looked down the street, and I just heard him brake squeaking, turning really, really fast out onto a busy street. And some guys that were standing on the corner actually walked up um, and started shooting at the car. Blakely went to look for her kids after only getting voicemail on their phones. She says it was the most terrifying seven minutes of her life. She found them shaken but uninjured. You see so many kids in the news, and it's like, oh, he was on his way to college, and you got kids that were just killed the day before prom or prom night, and it's like, Lord, you worked with me this far, you kept him this far, please let him make it to college. Daquan's excited about going away to school, but while his mom wants to move the family from Englewood, maybe out of the city, he's determined to come back after college and run his own funeral home in the community he grew up in. He sees working at a funeral home as a solid career that would comfortably support a family. Yeah, it's possible for me to go to, you know, a different city or a different state. And I can even probably make more money there. But that's not my focus. My focus is better in my city and just trying to help my people. That's my biggest thing. He specifically wants to work around Inglewood because it needs businesses that are deeply invested there, places that could bring stability. He knows working in Chicago means dealing with violent deaths, and he's prepared for that. He's already worked the funerals of murder victims. There are many times we have to cover up scars and wounds, and we just inform the families during arrangements. They might ask families to bring in a hat or a scarf to cover up bullet wounds. 
On a personal level, Daquan sees the funeral home as a safe space. He tells this story. Earlier this summer, he had the night off, and he was going to meet some friends at the beach. He stopped by the funeral home for a while, and then he got an alert on his phone. Two 16-year-old teens shot 30, 31st Beach, you know, and that's where I was on my way to, you know. So that's why I feel like this place has really blessed me and gave me the opportunity to not be out here on the streets, not to be at the beach, you know, being a target, not to be on the corner being a target, or stand, even standing on my own block taking my own trash out as a target. While death and grieving seem like the last things you'd want to be around if you live in a violent neighborhood, Colleen Cicchetti says it actually makes sense. She's a psychologist at Lurie Children's Hospital and says people around trauma look for places to find support. It's a pretty direct link to wanting to help people with the very thing that's become traumatic for you. So while some people avoid the thing that has made them feel anxious, other people sort of want to sort of step into that space and become actively involved in a solution. Chiquetti says this is also sometimes true with first responders, social workers, and even clergy. The funeral industry has traditionally been a family enterprise. But Daquan's boss, funeral director Spencer Leake Jr., says these days a lot of young people actually want to learn more about the business, though many quickly lose interest after seeing their first body. That wasn't true of Daquan. He is very dedicated. He's caring. He's, um, he wants to know what's going on. Um, he asks questions. Leake says if Daquan wants it, there will be a job for him once he's done with college. Daquan already knows what the job will require. He says he's comfortable with grieving. But he doesn't think he'll ever get used to escorting a family to see their deceased loved one for the first time. The looks on their face always gets me, you know. I definitely tell them, okay, I'm going to go get you a box of tissue or, you know, go get the register book or something just so I can, you know, back away for a second, you know, give them that time and also take my time, you know, because it's not an easy job at all. And sometimes when the mom's up there breaking down for a 17-year-old crime victim, it makes me want to break down. But he says because of this job, he won't break down. He'll help families do that last thing they can for their loved one. Susie on WBEZ.